<laughs> so someone's gonna congratulate the Lions on their big win, right? Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the transitive property. <laughs> <laughs> You're reigning defending co-champions. <laughs> That's how you start the show right All there. Right. Just the, talk yeah. about the Super Bowl, congratulate <laughs> the Lions, and move on. <laughs> the yeah. UCF of the NFL. <laughs> okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to the Super Bowl champion Lions. All right, we, we actually have to clap in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spiel. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and uh, special guest Alex. Congratulations to the Super Bowl co-champion Lions and Patriots. Uh, that game's finally over, and uh, to celebrate, we watched perhaps the greatest movie ever made. It's called Serenity. No, it is not the Firefly movie. Uh, actual oh shit! We weren't we weren't supposed to watch the Firefly movie. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, maybe this will just be me and Parker. So, well, something... tune in next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> something really important to say about this movie. Please, if you're listening here and you have not watched this movie yet, turn off the podcast now. Go see Serenity. You have to see this. This has the most incredible spoilers ever. I'm giving you a fair warning now, okay? You really need to see this, preferably in the theaters. I want them to make money for this because I want them to make more movies that are this batshit insane, okay? Uh, guys, your thoughts before we get into news? I... We don't tell people not to listen to our episodes nearly as much as we probably should because they're all terrible. <laughs> but for the love of God, please go see Serenity because there's no way to talk about it without really talking about it because there is a whole lot going on. Yeah, I'm really hoping that this podcast gets up as soon as possible just so people have a chance before this is out of theaters next week. But, like, man... I will Man. never forget it. I will never forget this movie as long as I live. It is why I love movies, as it turns out. Because it's not an experience you get very often. Where you're just constantly bewildered and just mumbling. Now, I'm not saying this movie is the JFK assassination. But I will always remember where I was when I saw it. How cold it was that day. The popcorn I was eating. <laughs> you know, this is one of the ones you, you kind of hit on this one. I mean, you're kind of on a hot streak right now, Alex. Not just calling Jared Goff overrated, but uh, also recommending us Gunbuster and, and now Serenity. This sometimes is a hot you streak. just we gotta, sometimes you just gotta feel yourself. Yeah. Great genius Baker Dill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Parker, give me the news, good and hard. Okay, see, I don't really have any news, but I came across this, and I felt it was important to share it with you two and also the world. So there's a movie coming out called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. It's going to be tastefully done, as you can assume. Now, I just want each of you to get one guess. Who is playing the titular Sharon Tate in this movie about the horrific Manson family murders? 
Chris, you first. Uh, Margot Robbie. Close, Alex. You. That was actually going to be my guess. <laughs> the answer we're looking for is Hillary Duff. That's all oh, I have yes. for you. Whoa. Oh fuck yes! Whoa! I could not go my life without letting everyone else know that I exists. I will be in line opening night. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm all good vibes this episode. That's all I have for you. Who wants okay. to go first? Uh, Let's talk about the movies that we've seen, guys, because we like watching movies, right? I do do movies. (laughs) Okay, so I'll start. I I don't have very much. Um, And what I have to talk about, I don't really have much to say, so this won't last long. Uh, I watched a 1952 black and white movie called Limelight. This is by Charlie Chaplin. No, this is is by (laughs) Charlie Chaplin, and it's in sound. So, uh, oh, is, is that the one that looks like Hitler? No, that's uh, 1940s The Great Dictator. Um, so here's the thing. No, I meant Charlie uh, Chaplin, but all right. <laughs> yeah, the movie The Great Dictator is where he essentially plays Adolf Hitler. Uh, Isn't so that that Sasha Baron Cohen movie? <laughs> this is going to be a I'm, long I'm, one. <laughs> yeah, jeez, I'm trying really hard here. Look, <laughs> you know, I don't much to say. Three words in. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, my hot take here is that Charlie Chaplin is so much better in sound than he was in silent movies. So, uh, I guess he beefed it. Next up, I watched Pixels. <laughs> Not much to say. And then I also watched... Oh, I bet there's some stuff well, to say. Well, actually. <laughs> Tell me about President Kevin James. So, here's the thing. <laughs> I want to talk about... Let's talk about the casting here. <clears throat> Kevin James plays the President of the United States. Josh Gad plays oh. the funny man. Uh, Peter Dinklage plays a man who just clearly cannot act. Adam Sandler plays the voice of reason. Which of these oh. is the most ridiculous casting choices? You know, the world's a crazy effed up place, excuse my language. He just needed an everyman like Adam Sandler to bring it back down to well, Earth. There's three names you just listed there that are in real movies, and one name that is just spelled Josh Gad, so. <laughs> By default. <laughs> I actually, I, I, it turns out I'll have a lot to say about Pixels. Now, I, I had seen the trailer, and as soon as I saw the trailer, I was just, I'm not seeing that. And I remembered who you guys are. So, uh, I, I just knew as soon as it came out, I was like, this is going to be pretty bad. And people were calling it, like, the worst movie ever, stuff like that. And as, I, as soon as I started up, I was just like, well, it's bad, but it's not really, like, horrendous. It's not offensive. It's like, they're not really telling jokes, you know? That's, like, one of my biggest problems with it. Um... Here's the thing. I have a couple of hot takes. Kevin James is a good actor in awful comedian. I, I Every single time where he's playing the president as a straight role, I'm like, shit, I'd vote for him. Maybe it's like damn him fame praise because like compare him to Trump. But honestly, it's like she, when he's up there on the podium, like, oh, he's not really that bad. I think you could put him in a straight role and he would be really, really good. But whenever he tries to tell a joke or be funny, holy shit, he's the worst. He is a dirt... Wh- well, okay, Peter Dinklage is the worst in this movie, but still. Oh, boy, it's awful. Uh, the movie is... Here's the worst part about the movie, and this is kind of... This might be a little bit surprising. Uh, it's not the fact that it's pandering. It's the fact that it's really sexist. Like, really, really sexist. It's a movie sexist. for gamers. What were you expecting? <laughs> I expected better than this. It's uh, There is a literal trophy wife at the end. Serena Williams, one of the greatest athletes in history, becomes a sexual prize for Peter Dinklage. And that bothers nice. me. That sounds I, like an Adam Sandler movie. 
Yeah, you know, apparently, I don't watch a lot of Adam Sandler movies, but apparently all his movies are like this, and Americans keep going to it. Now, here's the thing. That's why this movie makes me feel so bad. Did you see how much money this made? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what bugs me. Netflix movies get insane views. This is... Like, I mean, they are making bank off of him. Look outside, and you think to yourself, geez, there's a lot of Americans out there, and, and they're all watching these movies. That's I what they're doing. Want- they're not trying to, like, you know, educate themselves. They're not trying to better themselves intellectually. They're not doing anything worthwhile. They're just watching this stupid shit. And Jack and Jill. And shit like that. I'm really scared to look it up, but I feel like if I do, it's going to show me that he's the highest grossing comedian of all time. He's I don't even want to think about that. He's got to be up there. Yeah. <sighs> it just bugs the hell out of me. It really does. This movie is awful. And it's, it's awful because it's sort of like a combination of what we sit through. It's not as bad as, like, funny games or knock-knock, but still, this... Ah, oh, this fucking movie. It's it's really... It just, I thought you were a gamer. Oh, sorry, I, you know what? Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> I had to, huh? Anyway, uh, I you do not recommend do Pixels to anyone, except you guys have already seen it. Oh, it had Pac-Man in it. I remember Pac-Man in it. Ah, uh, yes. I have seen it. <laughs> I mean, he's such a fucking idiot, me. too. I mean, the, he keeps saying it was like, games were better back then. Because I can't do it now. I'm saying one Sorry. Games were better back then because all we did was memorize patterns. And that's more fun. Fuck you. If anyway, there's one thing I know uh, about Adam Sandler fans, big fans of memorizing complex patterns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh... Was, I think Nick Swartzen was in this movie for a brief second. I, you know what? I don't you have you to look. I believe to you. That checks out 100% in my mind. So anyway, between this and you don't mess with the Zohan, at least no Palestinians get blown up. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Is that the line we have to draw? <laughs> I'm drawing that line for all future movies. The space invaders, or as I call them, the Palestinians, <laughs> folks. The Donkey Kong threw barrels over. <laughs> threw moon rocks at civilization. <laughs> As I've said before, there are no real jokes in this movie. I didn't laugh once. I didn't even come close to laughing once. At least in You Don't Mess with the Zohan, I laughed once when they when uh, his mother said, "Oh, they've been fighting for like eighty years now. How much longer can they possibly go?" It's very much like the horse soldiers. That's know, pretty funny, actually. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope my good friend Chris doesn't get assigned the ridiculous six with his negative hours this week. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, hey, negative hey. one hour for every Master Chief number. No, <laughs> I moved. I moved back uh, sixty years to watch the original Oklahoma, which uh, it's uh, takes place in Parker's home state. And uh, my parents Great. actually put this on for me uh, years and years and years ago. They said, "Yeah, you'll love this. It's got Shirley Jones." I'm like, who? And I fell asleep Jones. in five minutes. <laughs> and, it's gonna be one uh, of these, huh? Yeah. Here's the thing, Oklahoma. <laughs> it's really just not for me. And I like old Hollywood musicals, but this one didn't do much for me. But the most interesting thing is uh, an actress by the name of Gloria Graham is in this, and she cannot sing. And she's got more songs than almost anyone else. And it is very obvious that she cannot sing. And they admitted she couldn't sing. She's tone deaf. They had to piece together her performances from other things. And she looks so uncomfortable singing, she knows how bad she sounds. So it's kind of like going to the carnival and looking at the freaks. So what you're saying is that this movie needed more Timothy McVeigh. Okay. Uh, Offensive no, brain genius Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
it! <laughs> oh, man. I'll take my lumps for that one. It's fine. Yeah, wow. I'm just going to edit in me saying, I, I didn't say that. He said it. So. Anyway. Uh, this is why he's a special guest. Not a member of the podcast. Anyway, then I watched uh, Ivan the Terrible Part 2. Only conclusion. Boy, it must have sucked to live in Russia. And it still sucks to live in Russia. Is he still terrible in this one? Uh, he's worse. It's the terrible twos, as they call it. This, why would anyone nice. choose to live in Russia? Why wouldn't you just leave? Just yeah, makes you think. Forehead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I also watched, finally, I watched Eclipse by Michelangelo Antonioni. He's one of my least favorite directors of all time. Yeah, he's awful. He also directed uh, La Ventura, the single most boring movie ever made. This is the same one in the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch anything else. Go, Alex, Parker, whichever. I don't even care. (laughs) Wait a second. I know you didn't go a whole week without watching something in blackface. Back it up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was Eclipse. Sorry. Eclipse okay. had a, I was had joking, a black but right. of, Eclipse had a, I don't remember I texted you about it. Eclipse has a Oh yeah, I forgot you texted me about it. That was so much blackface was... talk going on right now that it was unclear. Yeah, exactly. It it's Chris, it's so. kind of like unsettling how much blackface keeps coming up. We're gonna go back and find out like someone really unexpected wore blackface. Like, Maybe the real blackface is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Remember that time Ted Danson wore blackface, which all forgot about it? That was pretty cool. I saw a picture of John Hammond blackface yesterday. I got really excited. What the fuck? That must have been a hell of a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just... No. I'm not gonna... No. It's myself. fine. It's fine. We're moving on. We're moving yeah, thank on. you. <laughs> Alright, I'll go next. I don't have that much either. Um... The first thing I watched this week was a 2011 movie called Trans-Siberian. So, I've been going back and trying to watch a lot of these, like, like early to mid-2000s, like, mid-budget movies that had, like, real actors in them. Because, like, it turns out that most of them are pretty good and pretty watchable. This was not one of them. So, this movie has Woody oh. Harrelson and some other people, uh, <laughs> including Ben Kingsley playing a Russian dirty cop, which is very interesting casting. Oh. Right. We're talking. Um... So, this couple is on the Trans-Siberian Railway. They meet some foreigners. Some shit happens. There's a lot of Russian police and people shooting each other. And it's just not interesting at all. This movie's like two hours long. It's not compelling. It focuses a lot on the female lead just like wandering around like trying to not cheat on her husband. Played by Woody Harrelson playing a gigantic dweeb. Like, strange, strange casting. But, yeah, this movie just didn't hold my attention at all. I don't have much to say. Big year for movies on trains for me, though. I feel like I'm sensing a trend. Like, <laughs> Are you pivoting to be a train guy? Because I'm into it. Well, trains, submarines, and, <laughs> you know, the, the old staples. Such as, uh, I watched a 1997 movie called The Edge, which is the movie I talked about with uh, the genius yeah. billionaire and two lesser men running from a bear. Fantastic. This came as build. So Anthony Hopkins basically plays Forrest Elon Musk. Every time something happens, he's just there to, like, provide some, like, weird factoid that he read in some book. Like, did you know that you can make fire from ice? Like, after they just chased down a (laughs) helicopter and it left them. I'm... 
I'm not sure if his character's supposed to be autistic or not, but it sure feels like it. But also, it's 1997, and I don't think they knew what autism was. But no, yeah, I thought you were a little funny, and they put you in the weirdo classes. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, hypothetically, we have brain genius billionaire Anthony Hopkins. We have Alec Baldwin just like screaming about how much he hates money and how much he hates this guy that has money, and then they fight a bear. Uh, the third guy that's with them, the other lesser man, definitely gets ragdolled by the bear for a solid 90 seconds. It's real good. Oh, man. Sounds like a good movie. Anthony Hopkins murders the bear with a, uh, a fashion spear. Now, the problem with this is that it happens at, like, the hour 15 mark, and this movie's, like, an hour 50. No. Yeah, that's that's the only downside. The first, like, hour and a half of this movie is, like, pretty solid. And it just goes a little too long with the, the character drama of them getting out of the woods. But, man, that dude gets fucking ragdolled by that bear. And it looks real good for 90, 1997. And the last thing I watched is, of course, back on my bullshit, is a movie that came out last year called Cold Ground. Now, I'm not saying Cold Ground is a found footage Bigfoot movie, but it's pretty shit? damn close. Alright, you can go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, it's, a, <laughs> it's a found footage movie. Some some researchers go up into the Alps, because there's a bunch of animal mutilations. There's a lot of walking around. Then you see some, mo- like, the monsters come, they just pick them off one by one, and you see the footage. It's pretty stock, like, fan- found footage. It's not bad. I like a lot of the, the movie-making tricks they do in this, like, very clearly low-budget movie. And I like the fact that they uh, they actually explain a lot of the plot points. Like, the, the stopping and start of the, of the camera, which is, like, a classic annoyance of found footage for me, because it just seems so arbitrary. Where in this movie, they actually take a point where they have the character who is trying harder to look like Velma Dinkley than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Like, say, hey, you should turn that camera off because the cold's gonna wear out the batteries. It's like, oh, cool, thank you, movie. Like, I appreciate that. (laughs) You're at least trying to have a cohesive plot in this found footage creature movie. This movie has a jump scare that actually caught me off guard. It's not a good jump scare. I just wasn't expecting a dead body to come alive and then get mauled by... (laughs) <laughs> a Bigfoot type creature. Okay, I'm I'm locked in now. This yeah, is, this yeah, is my this will be in your future. It's <sighs> it has the classic found footage problem of like the first forty minutes are pretty good and it just slowly ramps down from there. The ending's not bad, but if we're grading on the curve of found footage monster movies, you can watch this. Can and will most likely. And last but not least, as alluded to last week, I've started watching Beyblade for my good friend Chris. Oh, oh good. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best moment of last week. <laughs> I laughed really hard when I heard that. <laughs> um. So, the best thing about Beyblade is how terrible the voice acting is because it is absolutely reprehensible. Mm-hmm. And this show is like fifty percent, like serious top spinning competition and 50% like middle school or melodrama like I just watched an episode where there's a new kid in town and his dad is like a Beyblade repairman guy and he has a special technique (laughs) and the entire like conflict of the episode is that the dweeb kid that has a talking computer is jealous that the the main character has a new friend it's like I didn't need 20 minutes of this but okay and then the next episode the the bad guys. Parker, do you know the names of the bad guys in this show? I am not aware. 
let me tell you that Beyblade oh, is you. actually a shark show. Because they are called the Blade Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of this show is one of the most disorienting things I've ever seen. Yep. Because it's just kids playing with tops. Then some bullies come. And they settle their difference with the bullies by top fighting. Then the Blade Sharks show up, take a bunch of tops from people by winning them. Then the main character gets possessed by a magic dragon from the moon. And I'm he gets sorry, everybody's what? tops back. And then it ends. And then the second no. episode is just middle schooler melodrama. It's <laughs> something. I don't know how many of these episodes are filler, but so far it feels like about three quarters. God, yes. I'll have Let a Beyblade update into. for you guys next week, because I'm not that <laughs> deep into it. And it's a lot of episodes. <laughs> All right, Parker, what did you watch? <clears throat> okay, I have to start with the downer note. And that was like ten minutes before we started recording. I realized I forgot to listen to the Krasenstein thing. Oh. So I started it. And y'all, that will be a full segment. Because, <laughs> Jesus. I got five minutes in. It is... Okay, I know I have no room to talk. But I can't believe that's what they sound like. It is <laughs> absurd. And since they're twins, they both sound identical to each other. So it's just the same voice repeating Cheeto Man jokes. I got five minutes in, and one of them told a story about being recognized at a, a fucking grocery store, and he owns the guy with logic, and then the guy leaves, and everyone's like, oh, that was awesome, dude. <laughs> so yeah, that will... I was thinking, like, I'll just skip through it, you know, talk about some highlights, and then it will ever be any the wiser. But no, 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 no. This will get my full attention next week, because <laughs> it... It sounds like a come town sketch. It does not sound like a real show. I kept checking to make sure like Belichick this... must be a big fan. <laughs> Belichick loves come town and the Krasensteins. It's man, it's I'm very excited. So let's talk about something I did give my attention to, and that is Nick Cage and the Wicker Man. <laughs> if the first like hour and ten minutes was as good as the last thirty it would be an all-timer. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the first two-thirds of the movie are ungodly boring. It's so fucking boring. Yeah. But as it is, like, you can just watch those YouTube videos, and you should. Yeah. Turns out, a decade later, they're still hilarious. Like, you don't need the context. It does not... The build-up does not make it better. You just watch those clips. Him just sauntering up in that bear outfit and punching that woman out cold and <laughs> so I, I, here's here's a comparison that I think I, I've been thinking about this for a while it kind of reminds me of Mandy because I, I agree the first two thirds of <clears throat> of the Wicker Man are really really boring and the first half of Mandy we agreed was somewhat slow and to an extent it's like when Nick Cage finally loses his shit and just punches that woman in the face just like I have had enough pow it's like, oh, it almost makes the first two thirds of the movie worth it, but I, I don't really know that it does. It's like it's not balanced properly. Whereas Mandy, I think, was balanced perfectly. Mandy has like choices and art and beautiful art direction and yeah. color and sound and score. The Wicker Man first two thirds is just him walking around questioning people on an island. Then, yeah. Then having like loud jump scares of him looking out a window and then just seeing an eighteen wheeler hitting a kid. Yeah, and, and the first half of uh, of Mandy is actually a lot better on a rewatch. So that's another thing that it has. Oh yeah. There's like a purpose for it. Yeah. Just, all right, he's gonna go ask this. And it lady. looks really nice too, which and I cannot say about Wicker Man. 
No, yeah, movie. Wicker Man is a movie that I saw once all the way through and tried to watch two other different times and fell asleep both times. So yep, it's, it is dire. It's not worth the bill. Unlike Serenity, the bill is not <laughs> worth the payoff. <laughs> then I stayed on brand and watched The Transporter for the first time since high school. Oh yes, nothing has made me angrier than reading the trivia that the trailer shows Frank deflecting a missile with a tea tray. In the same scene in the film, there is no sign of this in the release version because it was taken out at Jason Statham's request because he didn't think audiences would believe it. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Who the fuck is 2002 Jason Statham to go, no, no, take that scene out. It's not believable for my character. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I saw the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. How fucking... They're fighting Idris Elba, who is essentially a superhero. Just... <laughs> Fuck off forever. God, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. For, like, like, I'm not expecting to like the movie, but also I definitely see the opening night. Yeah, it does not look good, but also it looks like if I don't see it, there's no point in being alive. Yeah. Yeah. I I legally have to look, see it. Look, they're six for eight. Like, I'll take my chances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how it could not be worse than four or eight. I say out loud, knowing anything is possible. God's plan. But yeah, Transporter, like, it it really holds up. It's surprisingly. Because there's a lot of these movies I watched in high school where I go back and go, Oh, shit. That was way dumber than I thought I was, as it turns out. Yeah. But no, Transporter kind of slaps. Transporter fucks, yeah. Like, the, the oil scene with him fucking getting the bicycle pedals and kicking people in the face. That's, that's some good creative shit. That's good stuff. Y'all, guess who had never seen Total Recall? It's this guy. Which the, one? The remake, right? <laughs> the one that matters. Yeah. <laughs> I did not watch the Colin Farrell for it. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought against it. What you mean is you haven't watched it yet. I'll, I mean, that's... I'm staring at 1,400 minutes over here, buddy. <laughs> we'll get to that. I You could do worse to me. Yeah. I'm sure you I'm well aware. <laughs> but, like, growing up in the 90s, like, Every time I see an, an Arnold movie from that time period that I didn't grow up with, it just becomes more apparent, like, he was so much more powerful than I could have ever considered. Like, he is so fucking good in that movie. The movie itself is great. He, you cannot ever say, like, well, he just phoned that in. Because Arnold took this premise and was like, oh no, I will go for it. Fucking bust my helmet open on Mars and make my face grow huge. It's fine. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Paul Verhoeven it must be protected at all costs. He makes nothing but great movies and also showgirls. <laughs> Starship Troopers, as we know, is just a super cool movie about joining the government. <laughs> Robocop's a super cool movie about how awesome cops are. It's I just We should watch Robocop soon, is all I'm saying. Don't. My good friend Chris needs to watch it. I do. So at a buddy's house, we learned The Incredibles 2 is on Netflix now. Meaning I got to see it without spending money. So, you know, hoorah there. I did not realize it takes place immediately after the first one. Which is weird. Because it took them 14 years to make it. It comes out and, uh, seen it. Been there. Turns out a lot of superhero movies have come out in the last 14 years. So everything this movie tries to say has already been done much better. It's kind of disappointing. 
I didn't hate it by any means. I like it's nice to look at. The animation's great. I really like the setting and the score, but like I'll forget about it by this time next week, which is disappointing for a Pixar movie. Boy, I sure hope I didn't disconnect. No, you're you're awesome. good. I just had to see it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just like it's it's whatever. So here's what happened after that. So Super Bowl Sunday happens. Oh yes. Game is just dog shit. Hey. So like it gets to the two minute warning in the second quarter. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna put on Revenger instead. <laughs> <laughs> so on one screen, I had the game on mute. Not paying any attention to any of that. Not paying attention to the halftime show. On the other screen, I'm watching this Korean men in prison just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And I have to say, uh, best Super Bowl ever, guys. It's really <laughs> good. Uh, more people should watch movies this way. Uh, rest in power, face guy. He died too soon. He was too good for this world. Did he not deserve was. the death he got. But my god, that's just... A movie that... You have to fucking dig for. You would never know exists if it wasn't for our collective powerful autisms. Yeah. You would never ever stumble across it on your own unless you spelled revenge wrong on accident and just fell into it. But yeah, it, it fucking slaps. It absolutely slaps. Much better than Brain Genie Sean McVay's. <laughs> God, fuck that game. Guys, you see, if they Sunday. had a regular brand coach, they would have actually scored negative nine, so... I could have slept and not been tired at work. All it's fine, whatever. The last thing I watched was the best movie I watched all week, which is of course Mean Girls. Yes, five out of five, perfect movie. Yeah, it will not be taking any responses. Thanks in advance. If you don't like Mean Girls, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, who's the person who doesn't like Mean Girls? I, I mean, never I met kind of, one. And I'm I don't know what kind of masculine shit you're trying to like puff out your chest to pretend you don't like movies for girls or some weird shit. Like, I don't know what weird shit you have going on with your dad much like Serenity but Mean Girls is perfect hell even my timeless. dad likes Mean Girls he thinks that movie rules it's, it's cause he's right it's incredible alright without that, further ado let's get on to Serenity all I want to talk about is Serenity Same. for the rest of my life <laughs> so I skipped all, like four movies I just wanted to talk about Serenity First of all, I thought this movie was based on Sailor Moon because it has that character's first name. But also, it's nice of them to make a movie based on Bass Hunter 64. So, uh, Serenity, this is one that Alex is telling us, hey, you gotta watch, you gotta watch, this movie's insane, this is crazy, you gotta see it. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll get to it. And, and uh, Al, uh, Parker goes to say, and he's just, no way. No fucking yeah. way. I'm like, what, what, what could this movie possibly So I bring along... Uh, a female accomplice, and we're like, Gross. "Yeah, let's just watch this." We're the only ones at the theater, and dude, no way, <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's many variations of ha 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 ha. What the fuck? In no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. So as we said before, spoilers ahead. This is your chance. Turn it off now. Please, so, God, if you ever listen to us once. Please go see Serenity. Yeah, this is... uh, Okay, so the movie is basically about... uh, Matthew McConaughey is trying to catch a big fish. But the big fish is his dad. Much like Big Fish. Yeah. (laughs) You tried so. So, No. uh, No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need to cry on this podcast, thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so he's going with a voice in this movie. And the first, you know, his first line of the movie is his uh, first line. He's hate, doing an impression break of team, Jason Moana. His first line just is just voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he does it, but that's uh, that's his thing in this movie. That's his <laughs> shtick. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta catch that tuna. <laughs> so now I'm usually I, I'm not I'm not getting here. I'm not good at picking up on this sort of thing. But him and that rod, um, a phallic <laughs> imagery there, right? Seem kind of. They, uh, I mean, pretty regular. I'm sure yeah. that's actually how it works. But like, does the rod have to be like chained to his like right where his dick is? I. Mm, yeah, he is to going to town, and you don't realize like how long it takes until there's like a, a abrupt jump cut, and he is just drenched in sweat, and the two yeah. guys on the boat are out cold, unconscious. <laughs> like he's been pounding away at that rod with those big well, strong arms. Hold on, back up, because we missed the most important part of the scene. Which is him just waving his knife at these guys because he wants to catch oh, the kids. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. I forgot the movie <laughs> opens with him right. threatening to murder these people on the high seas so he can catch... No, fish. dude, that's my fish. I can sense it. The bird's here. I know it. It's my fish. <laughs> but we paid you $700 to catch this fish. And his response hey, man, to this is... Ah! <laughs> 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 fucking Archaeopteryx on the sky. Screams. Pulls out a fucking Bowie knife. <laughs> it holds the it to their first throats, scene. Yeah. So he doesn't make any money off that. And he kicks his black friend off the boat too. Then he oh, pulls... hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You Back forgot up. how we kick some yeah. off. Oh, that <laughs> which by is the way I <laughs> his longtime so friend also... and assistant. He looked at him and says, "Ever since your wife died, we haven't caught jack shit." <laughs> You're and bad luck. It kicks him off the boat. And first of all, it's really insensitive of that guy to lose his wife and just be bad luck. So I think he has exactly. Matthew McConaughey an apology. Uh, you think he would have had the wherewithal to not try to make money after his wife died? Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, the, <laughs> take your bad juju elsewhere. We're trying fucking to nerve. out here. Now, as ever, we are getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. First of all, it shows... I, I would just call him the biggest cuck in the world on the beach. He's wearing a suit and tie like he's in a fucking Pink Floyd music video. <laughs> Sees a low tie, takes off his shoes, still gets his pants wet, so congratulations, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... It goes across and does nothing. Is this the G-Man from Half-Life? So, uh, on this note, do you guys know what else that guy has been in? No, I, I don't know. I did not Have either of you watched there. Succession? No. No, but I feel like I should. So Succession is incredible. I'm not sure how much of it is supposed to be a black comedy, but it really comes off as one. It's basically about these incompetent rich kids trying to inherit their father's business, which basically translate in 2018 to it being a show about the Trump kids fucking up repeatedly. And yeah. he's basically Donald Trump Jr., and it's real good. Yeah. I, I might check it out. I don't know. He was good in this. I thought it was a yeah, he's, he's really good in the show, too, because he's just playing a bumbling fucking idiot who thinks he's smart so uh matthew mcconaughey made zero dollars today which is not good according to uh, my financial records so he decides to go find a cat return to diane lane and then plow her uh and then <laughs> he makes money gives her the business <laughs> and then she pays him for the deed so uh huh that's not how it works in my experience but okay oh i didn't make any money oh you found my cat oh, oh, right, let me just, just go to my cookie <laughs> jar full of cash here you go <laughs> it's about this time where we've watched this man threaten two men's lives so he could fail to catch a fish boned out with diane lane and then we learn his name is baker dill <laughs> <laughs> 
already we're hovering at about four, four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but, this uh, movie's still playing itself straight, and I'm already locked in. Now, the movie has progressed about three minutes at this point, so we have <laughs> a lot to talk about. <laughs> but that's not the most interesting name in this. Parker, do you remember the name of that fish? Oh, fuck. Was it... Was it Justice? Yes. Boy, was it. <laughs> His name is Justice. <laughs> that got a... Boy, that's a real big fish. You should give theater. him a name. Already did. <laughs> Names. I, Justice. Unlike Chris, was not alone. So there was a lot of burying my face in my jacket and laughing <laughs> extremely hard. So he goes to the same... He goes to the same seaside bar that Aquaman went to, and there's this one old sea salt who's always sitting in the same seat. He has no lines, and they just hold on him, and I have no idea why he's in the movie, but he's there, so you got that. And, uh, I really want to catch that fish. Yeah, I bet you do. Here's your rum. I really want to catch that fish. That's all he ever really talks about. And then, who gets introduced to us? Anne Hathaway. Now, Anne Hathaway is a great actress. I will give her a lot of credit. She's a very good actress. But her introduction in this movie made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> she walks into that you. scene like she owns a fucking place, and she says, "Excuse me, camera swoops on." It's Anne Hathaway. I'll pay for that. Her ring shines like. <laughs> she pays for a drink and some dive bar with a hundred dollar bill, <laughs> and she tips a guy like forty bucks. It was insane. Oh, that so that scene happens and we're just supposed to deal with it i that was when i leaned over to rebecca i said right away i know the twist and she was just like okay the movie's been on for about 10 minutes chris what what is the twist i was like she's a mermaid <laughs> i i was wrong but you know Maybe what i wasn't that would have been a less crazy would twist. be in most movies yeah <laughs> i was in the other movie be like that's the stupidest fucking thing but like we don't know yeah you know we that's don't a possibility. know so uh, that's that. That was like, wow, that's uh, nice seeing Anne Hathaway in a blonde wig. This, oh uh, boy, that hair. It's, it's <laughs> something else. <laughs> it reminds me of the Fantastic Four wig. So, <laughs> so then uh, Matthew McConaughey goes to his storage trailer shed that he lives in. He I think. lives in a fucking shipping container. <laughs> yeah, and he strips down to his butt cheeks. And decides I'm gonna go jump in the ocean and swim around. No, with no, you're you're missing my favorite part of the scene, oh, I'm which sorry, is, is at this point he has not yet returned the cat. So Diane Lane goes to his house and goes, "Hey, have you found my cat?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm around, he's around here." And then she's like, "Well, can I come in?" And he goes, "No, I'm gonna go take a shower." And then he strips <laughs> naked and jumps in the ocean. And by the way, the cat is just in the foreground of that shot. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I was the only talking. one in the theater with Rebecca, so we both pointed. I was like, there it is! <laughs> Can uh, I come in? Nah. And he just dives <laughs> off. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if you're like, hey, you want to fuck? He's like, oh, no, I gotta go. And they just jump off the side of a mountain. <laughs> How would that make like, you All right, feel? then. <laughs> so he's in the, in the ocean swimming nude with his son. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, His, turns out he has telepathic water powers. <laughs> we and... need to talk about that scene too. So at one point they both spill over some water, and it's like geomancy, except it's aquamancy. They're like moving the water around and they're communicating to each other with the water. You see, Chris Matthew McConaughey has traveled to all seven of the kingdoms in order to acquire the power of aquamancy <laughs> to talk to his son. 
He was deep in Diane Lane's trench earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it bugs me because that, that scene happens, and I looked at Rebecca and I said to me, like, no, they're not going to do that. That's way too early for them to do something that crazy. They're not going to do that. That's, that's not going to be it. The only and way this later, scene could be better is if Pitbull started playing. And then later, uh, <laughs> shut up, Anne well, Hathaway says, you time. know he talks to you through his computer screen, right? Or he can hear you through his computer screen. And I was like, what? No, that's silly. That just means a kid's autistic or something like that. She said, oh, his school administrator says he has secret powers or something like that. Basically, he's a kid from powers. Predator. He's the Sean McVeigh of middle school. He's, he's the... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's going to be six more months of Sean McVeigh jokes. Just, just know, buckle yeah. in. He's we still. have to go catch the best fish on the team and also Todd Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, this is the same kid from The Predator. and <laughs> Yeah, that's all I could think of the entire yeah. time. <laughs> like, the kid's introduction um, is that he's sitting at a computer screen with a blanket over his monitor and his body. And I, I started snickering really, really loud. But I wasn't able to say it's me because Rebecca was there watching it with me. <laughs> but uh, don't I was like, steal my gaming valor, first of all. <laughs> yeah. <to pretend. laughs> How dare you? The nerve of him to do all this without a gamer glove, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> can we talk about the eighteen shots of McConaughey's perfectly smooth ass? As he was <laughs> yeah, water. as he kept taking His it ass. off, I was yelling at the screen. Thank you. Th- yeah, more. Thank you. Thank I you. I feel no, like they invented a new cool. kind of camera that fashioned around him that you couldn't see, just so it could be focused on his ass. The can you imagine time. being the special effects guru who was tasked with removing his dong in every swimming scene? Oh, I'd be so upset if that was me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> his ass looks like Henry Cavill's face in Justice League. <laughs> movie it's at this point we're still playing it straight and i'm still locked in 100 percent. yeah so guys just like little reminder this is the movie being serious this is the movie <laughs> trying really this is really the movie hard just delicately starting to tip its hand like ah maybe it's not all as it seems huh maybe and there's we're still... like a little twist coming up and uh anne hathaway uh has since uh, left him and instead married a man by the name of Frank. This extremely hideous man uh, who beats a living daylight, daylights out of her, and I think he beats his son too. And uh, she's staying with him for reasons that are as yet unknown to me. And she goes up to Matthew McConaughey and is like, hey, you know, I, I, I was with this guy. It turns out he's bad. I miss you. Also, can you kill him? I will give you $10 million. <laughs> So part of the fun is, I didn't know much about this movie. Alex helped for all of us, and I got three horror previews in a row. So I started <laughs> texting him like, "Hey man, what the fuck is going on?" Now <laughs> so as the movie's unfolding, that's in the back of my head, and when she just rolls up like, "Hey, it's been a while since I've seen you," my husband beats the shit out of me. You were right. Here's ten million dollars. Feed him to sharks. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. We're like thirty minutes in max. Oh my goodness. So, uh, this is going to seem like kind of a weird comparison, but you guys remember the opening of Pulp Fiction where it defines what Pulp Fiction is? Yeah. 
So this movie is essentially Pulp Fiction. It's obviously not the same as the movie, but this is what men's magazines were back in like the 1950s and 60s. You know, it's like they my really ex-wife just... came back, said, you know, come back and kill this guy. You know, it's you know, real dirty, pulpy sort of. Gonna story. catch so a that... huge fish and then fuck my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll get there. Now. Actually, I have a believe lot not, to say about that. Scene. This movie is kind of beat for beat like those old stories, and I've read a number of them, and it's it's kind of like almost uncanny that that's the way that it works. And I was like, oh, this is a little too it's a little too easy because those stories almost all end the same way. There's the heroes come up and at the end, and he gets betrayed by the woman or or, or something like that. And I was Fucking like, sluts. They, they can't. <laughs> end, you, well, they're called. <laughs> they are called dames, they have gams, and we cannot trust them. They's trouble. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dames, man. <laughs> yeah, the gams. Anyway, uh, th- this movie, the way that it's been set up already, it would have been way too complicated to just end in something like that. It would have been a really, really disappointing ending. I would have got really mad for my popcorn at the screen. So, uh, what kind of twist could we possibly have? Now, before we get any further, is there anything we're missing before we get to the twist? Um, I mean, we're we're missing a lot more of the cuck, the aforementioned cuck from the early right. scene, just chasing the guy around town. I'd just be like, At oh, damn, point, I guess I missed him again, as he's pulling away on his boat, and the guy's just going, Sir! Sir! Please, just one question, <laughs> sir! <laughs> At one point, the guy is actually like, damn, off by 20 seconds. Yeah, he has a stopwatch, that's right. (laughs) Which, yeah, there's that. There's also the uh, radio guy, who's uh, like a much meaner version of the crazy taxi guy. (laughs) 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 Time to go out there and catch that fucking fish. (laughs) Would you, Kylie? Uh, There must be something else I'm missing out here. I mean, uh, we can backtrack oh, to wait, him wait, wait. boning down with his ex. We have to. No, we have to talk about the, the Anne Hathaway sex scene. The twist adds sheds some light on that scene that I have questioned. Yeah, I, like we, when does the twist actually get revealed in the movie? Like four weeks. I'd say about halfway. It's, I think it's halfway. It's, I feel like it's, it's a it's little bit one. later, but yeah, it's a little after because you think it's just third act. We, there's a lot of fishing. <laughs> there's a lot of fishing. Oh, yeah. Like we haven't talked about the rules yet. Like. There's a lot of just going to different shops and talking to people, going like, to that I bar feel like the times. twist actually setting in took me until like fairly well into the third act because in my mind I'm just like, oh, there's no way. There's oh, no as way soon as that guy says, as soon as that guy says, I am the rules, I figured it out because he then he says, and I guess I'll might as well say it now, we're all in a game. This is a video game that the kid yeah. is programming the entire time. Perhaps the single most bonkers thing. Now, we said off mic, we were able to, or at least I was, able to defend this. I think this is an excellent twist. This is masterfully done in many ways. Because the movie drops little hints that says, yes, this could be possible. The the uh, radio announcer telling you to catch that fish, that makes sense. Uh, no one having any memory of their background or even talking about the background, that makes sense. You know, uh, these little things that add up. It's like, yeah, you know what? That actually works. And yet... 
It's just, I don't know what it was. It's it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen or heard. And yet, I'm sitting there in the theater clapping and barking like a seal. Yeah. Because I love this. Yeah, see, it's funny because, like, you said you got it when we met the rules. And we'll get to all of this later. When he said, I am the rules. When he says the words, I am the rules, that's... So, so here's where my brain was at the time. Baker Dill is the only one that's ever interacted with the rules at any point of this movie. Other than people saying, oh yeah, some guy left a business card. Who never sees him. Like, I just, in my mind, I went, oh, it's Shutter Island. Like, Matthew McConaughey is hallucinating. He has PTSD or something from being in the war, because they keep showing his purple hearts. And that would have also been plausible. More or less dumb, I'm unsure. But, like, like the there's a scene later where he's on the beach with the rules. And they keep cutting away to scenes where, like, you can't see the rules. Like, he's just <laughs> not there. Then, yeah, like, okay, this is fucking hallucinating? Like angle, what right? is this? Anyway, so, sorry, uh, but, we'll continue. But no, they double down. Like, oh, no, no. That his son is very real. And, and this whole island is the video game. His son yeah. is not just real. His son is extremely regular. So everything that happened in the movie beforehand is a figment of the son's imagination. So his son is thinking about Matthew McConaughey rescuing cats in order to fuck Diane Lane. His son is thinking about his pop-pop swimming in the nude with him. His son yes, I mean, is thinking you... about the sex scene between him and Anne Hathaway, which we have got to talk it about. It is... The most Imagine jarring, upsetting thing. <laughs> this little neat sitting there clicking clacking away at his computer and programming. Him and his ex-wife, one Anne Hathaway. Her approaching the boat dressed like she's looking for a gumshoe to help solve a sticky case. He takes her top off, turns her around, oh, sees all of the scars on her back, pauses for a second, is like, nah, I'm already hard. <laughs> they go at it for about 15 seconds I don't think he comes he pulls out and says I win and puts his <laughs> pants on yeah I've never been okay so I was not alone in the theater I was near the front everyone else was in the back we were this close to having a Cape Fear situation because <laughs> I was trying so hard to not ruin the movie because I don't know if they're into I... it I can't see them but I don't think he went into enough detail on that sex scene. So they're talking about how Anne Hathaway originally had sex with Matthew McConaughey. I don't know the character's name besides Baker Dill. And uh, first of all, she comes Dill. She comes onto his boat in this 1930s black funeral attire, which yeah turns me on. And uh, she's like, "Remember when I turned 16 and you fucked me on a bridge?" That's that's basically what she says. So, uh, underage, first of all, shame on you. And then he just turns her, rips up her dress, and like, oh god, docu style in this movie? Uh, I didn't really, they didn't tell me that this was going to happen. Kisses her scars, makes her cry, and he's like, oh, let's do it anyway. They have the most awkward crab sex on that couch I've ever seen. And <laughs> most unpleasant. He starts sucking on her chin. Not oh my god, I forgot. Oh my god. It's like he's going to start eating it. I'm like, Oh, this if Alex girl if you're listening to this yes all those sounds that you make whenever you go whenever she sees a kissing scene in a movie she immediately just goes it makes the grossest noise boy that applies to this scene more than you can imagine and one of 
It is how a child would assume yeah. two adults and that's, make and that's out. the crazy part of it. It's like the most jarring, upsetting fucking scene, but also it's the scene that a 13-year-old autistic child came up with. That's we keep getting this scenes of this kid yeah. at his computer and you hear domestic abuse. So he's sitting in there going tip-tap, tip-tap, tip-tap as his mom's getting the shit beat out of her going... And then he finds her cat, and then she sucks his dick again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I just realized why Matthew McConaughey says, I win in that scene. Yeah. Because he because he didn't come, and she did. So the ratio is in his <laughs> Exactly. The balance of power is. is in his hands. Shout out to ratio guy. <laughs> Hope you're having a regular one, my dude. Oh, what could be more regular? Speaking yeah. of regularity... The amount of times that Anne Hathaway says daddy in this movie. It's, oh. It really ramps up in the end. I lost yeah. count, but at this yeah, point, we're at like six or seven. So, so we Every, really should set that up. Our, the, our hero, Baker Dill, he knows what he knows what the game is. He knows that that man is the rules. He's like, fuck it, this is the game. Let's murder this dude. <laughs> then the guy that he fired in the first act of the movie is like, oh, don't worry, I took care of it. I paid a bunch of people to beat the shit out of him. I paid a bunch of Venezuelans <laughs> to kick the shit out of him. And to break now, before his we hand. Get to that, that the most we, important we, thing was to break his hand. They do a lot more than break his hand. We do have to talk about the first time that the dude is on the boat. Oh, we have to. I was hoping to get to it because, oh my god, oh my god. This, this awful this movie is that. so dense. First of all, he gets up on there, and he's already kind of drunk. He's already shown himself to be a complete asshole. But uh, then he gets on the boat, and I can tell that the movie's trying to be like, oh, he's a real jerk. He deserves to be killed, right? And I'm like, okay, let's see where you're going. And he starts talking about, hey, can I fuck any underage prostitutes on this here <laughs> island? He talks about underage prostitutes. Then he talks about his shithead kid and how much he hates him. And then they hook a shark, and Matthew McConaughey goes, we should cut that loose, it's a shark. And the guy goes, nah, fuck that, I want to catch a shark. Like, within five minutes, he's talking about butt-fucking underage kids for $10 a pop. And then like, yeah, I sure hate my shitty neat son who won't go outside and play football with me. Oh, fuck. So, like, we can fuck those kids, right? We're in international waters. Oh, there's a shark. But seriously, that kid fucking sucks. <laughs> so, here's, so here's the other and thing that's about him. It, is that's like him. They, they start doing this. Is like, you know what he said to me? He said, if I couldn't find a way to program my fishing game, I'd find a way to kill you. Uh, fucking what? What do we... That's supposed to be... I, I don't know what the movie Little is. Little we know that was foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... This movie's so fucking good. So, uh, after that, uh, we're all supposed to be like, is it good to kill this guy? I have no idea. Anyway, Uh, it's revealed that... I have many ideas, and they're all yes. I'm going to disagree with that when it gets to a certain point, but, uh... You're a centrist coward, and you'll be first against the wall. First of all, we need to talk about, yes, this is all a video game, and, uh, Matthew McConaughey (laughs) finds this out in numerous ways. One of which is, he... He opens up progressively bigger maps to find out Plymouth is the only island in existence. This is a fucking uh, movie about a video game character that gains sentience. Like, it is so fucking bizarre. And then, as well, This if, movie started with him going, like, oh, I gotta get this fish. And then an hour later, he's finding out he's not real. And he's readily accepting of the fact that he's in a video game. Like, the one where he it. wakes up five minutes before his alarm and physically cannot leave the bed until six... He's like, well, I guess I'll just go drink some rum then. <laughs> I guess this is my life. Yeah, you programmed me to do this? 
He got the rules drunk, and that's how we found out he was in a video game. I just can't have this fucking movie. He gets him hammered. Like, what do you want? Uh, bigger hands? Buy him the rules. And then he puts a knife to his throat and gets him to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so we're not real. We're all in this kid's snow globe. Uh, his dad beats him, I guess. So, uh... Do you want this fish tracker? Fish. You? That was the shittiest fish tracker I think I've ever seen, but, uh... It's so cool. And then he goes around oh, questioning everyone on the island, and everyone's just like, uh, I don't know, we weren't programmed to say anything of any use, so he could have done a better job of that. So it's kind of like The Matrix. Without guns. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking wishes. Then anyway, so, uh, that... So I'm just gonna call him Daddy. So yeah. Daddy is at home with his... His shit beat out of him, there's blood everywhere, and his hand's broken, and, uh, the, the wife... The bathtub uh, is... Full of blood. Which, by the way, that bathtub there, is a there bowl. Are, That's a bath bowl. <laughs> yeah. There are trails of blood all throughout the hotel they're staying in. Like, he looks like he's about to die. And she's just like, oh, daddy, I was up on the internet all <laughs> night after night trying to find a fishing boat. Daddy, let's go get a fish. She's like, <laughs> so in order to treat the pain she I guess she wraps it up and it has it so he squeezes her throat which causes him more pain than her and then <laughs> and then she just feeds him like a like a I guess like a couple liters of rum in order to like you know quell the pain a bit so he's going to die Fuck. he Endless is going of to rum. die of alcohol poisoning he gets him on the boat he's like oh, he looks like he's gonna die he's gonna bleed all over my boat yeah Please just like kill him over here. Can you like do that for me? And uh, it's like, okay, first things first, give him even more rum. This thing is <laughs> actually going to drown in rum. And it's like, okay, can you get on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> he just has no lines at this point. He's just grunting. <laughs> he just, uh... he's just Orson Welles in that wine commercial. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> oh shit! Let's get him out to those sharks. Gallon of junk. <laughs> My next trick, I'll make this bottle of rum disappear. <laughs> like, the entire climax is going, You gonna catch me a big fish, Daddy? And then Matthew McConaughey just screaming at the class and he has to commit murder. At some point, she, she just starts, like, yelling. She's just like, Come on, Daddy, I need my fish, Daddy. And this dude who just, like, all we know is that he just lives to physically and sexually abuse her is like, Alright, she wants some fish, I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll go out there. Fishing. <laughs> he looks like he's one stumble away from his body just shutting down. He's like, well, we're gonna get the fish, let's go get the fish. You know what gets me is that um, we, we also have to talk about the secret character. Every video game has a secret character that you have to unlock. And our secret character is... I'm going to call him Nick Swartzen, even though that's very obviously not Nick Swartzen. That's so hurtful. But it might as well be Nick Swartzen. Fuck you, Larson. That's hurtful. But uh, this might as well be Nick Swartz. It just comes out of nowhere, walking down the street like he owns a fucking place, and says, hey, man, you heard you got a job for me. And uh, he shows up out of nowhere at the climax of the boat. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, guys? I figured you needed some help, so I stowed away on your 18-foot fishing boat. So Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey are like, okay, how do we kill the shithead husband without this kid finding out? There are a million ways. Wait 45 minutes, he'll die of heat stroke. Feed him one more thimble of rum, and he will die of alcohol poisoning. 
catch the that solution fish. is like, hey, uh, go clean him up there. And then he goes up to the deck, and we never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's even better is uh, when they actually hook that big fish, uh, which Madden County wants to catch, because I guess that's the way he was programmed or something. I don't know. Uh, like... He, he's like catching it. It's like, wait, that's it. We're going. I'm not going to catch it. He's going to catch it. And uh, Daddy literally says at one point, I'm pretty sure I go back and rewatch it. You know, maybe I got it wrong. I'm pretty sure he says, I don't know. And we're just like, <laughs> 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 even he doesn't want to be here. So it hooks him up, puts the thing right in his crotch, right in there, and then he gets swept off down into the ocean. So happy ending for that guy and no one else. <laughs> he's just like there's he's just fucking dumped in like oh you reel him in big guy oh 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 you almost had him and just has a cookie oh you tossed your cookie <laughs> his cookie gets tossed into a shark's mouth and like there's no struggle he just hands him the rod he's like Bruh! and then he just goes overboard and dies now as a result of this happening the kid in real life stands up from the computer, picks up a knife, and kills his stepfather. Now, apparently he needed a video game character to do this in order to get the courage to kill his stepfather. A video game Parker, character that he created! Right! <laughs> that he could have done this at any time. Now, Parker, you are extremely pro-patricide. You thought Hell this yeah. was a charming, heartwarming moment in cinema history. I mean, Explain your wrong thoughts. I mean... Does the world need more domestic abusers? Um, Does really the world need them to be killed? This is not appropriate conflict yes. resolution. Fuck that dude. You don't kill He's him. But fuck children. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he is a bad person. Absolutely. You put these people behind bars. You don't just murder. Oh them. yes, that works so well. Well, we already know that this kid is a fucking psychopath. So it's entirely I mean, this, possible. Exactly. He just imagined all of the domestic abuse and That's just murdered some mind. innocent guy for no reason. He probably so, thought his dad was abusive because he said, look, you have to turn off Fortnite at some point. <laughs> Stop what? doing that gay-ass dance around the dinner table. Like, Why can't you just dad? dab like a normal kid? Son, son, I throw. was wondering, you know, instead of playing Minecraft, do you think maybe you could read a book? He just starts sharpening the, the fucking buoy knife that he has. Son, if you don't stop posting those green frogs <laughs> on your mother's face. <laughs> You know, he's really the one in the in the tweet that I posted where the where the guy's trying to listen to Gucci Gang and his dad starts blasting money for nothing. That's what drove him over the edge. This kid gets up, leaves the room, murders his dad, her stepdad, and then we should hear a news broadcast where we learn surprise Baker Dill died in Iraq. <laughs> so this entire time he's been uh, imagining the whole thing. Now Rebecca brought up a really good point. This kid is Really yeah, yeah, that kid up. is, and that's not our first hint. We already knew that beforehand. But like the the fact that he's that he's doing this, he's never moving on. He's incapable that of moving kid on is from death. He a cannot Dennis Riddles. He is snapping crow's necks his whole childhood. The, the, that, kid that is, is a kid a who's like he's got darkness in his eyes. He has microwaved at least one cat in his life. Yeah, that kid is fucking. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Yeah, but guys, He's it's a hot cloud suit so and fun. murdering his sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's the colors to it. 
He's, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, next up, he's going to murder Anne Hathaway. We already know that. And so it gets to a point where he's sitting in solitary confinement in prison, which I guess is like the shittiest shot I've ever seen. It's just an empty room. It looks like a empty school room. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They just, yeah, let's take down all the coloring posters from the thing. And uh, that's supposed to be the heartwarming moment. to <laughs> say, And to then he up. killed his stepdad. <laughs> and then they go inside his own mind to talk to this video game character. Jesus fucking yeah, goofy, man. He needs to be executed, too, because he is of too Of course, powerful. I told you. He just committed murder. He's just sitting there like Norman Bates not moving. You just tell Pat who, like... Hello, Daddy. I'm going to create a new world for us. Like, oh, fuck. Let's <laughs> get out. I told you, and you're you're here pro-patricide. And what's worse I mean, is I'm that, pro that whole you know, bloodline being No, you're pro-patricide. You would have they had all... him kill Matthew McConaughey, too. So here's the worst part I would about never it. harm a hair on his beautiful, hairless ass. <laughs> the worst part about um, it is the music in that scene. That music is the most fucking... Steven Spielberg whimsical music I've ever heard for a kid who just murdered his stepdad in cold blood. Sorry, I was laughing too hard to notice the music. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't even sure where I was. At I that was point. like, I had trouble breathing. I was slapping my knees so oh, fucking hard. Fuck, am I in the game? <laughs> <laughs> like when the movie ends with this shot of him like recreating whatever the island is, and they see each other and hug and like almost tearing up I'm laughing so hard I can barely make out what's being said or what's on screen like I could not hold it in any longer okay so here's where much like Baker Dill I won so here's what really gets me what really really gets me is that the movie did not end with game over Just yeah missed opportunity right there <laughs> Well, this movie did finally confirm one thing for us. If you die in the game, you do in fact die for real. (laughs) (laughs) The kid gets out of the asylum 20 years later, he's just Billy Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) If you told me, yeah, yeah, Billy Mitchell killed his stepdad, like, yeah, I'm sure he did. (laughs) Tried to get in the way of the DK. He's almost at a kill screen, and he took it real fucking literal when he unplugged it. Billy Mitchell's a problem. Oh, jeez. And, and the fact that this movie... You know what? This was a better video game movie than Ready Player One. In fact, you might say this is the best video game movie of all time. It is certainly... or Whether you think it's good or bad, it is an unforgettable movie. I, this I, movie will be with me forever. I, I'll spend the next ten years going, Have you seen Serenity? Like, <laughs> Joss Whedon? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. Sit down. Do you have two hours to kill? Because you need to see this. Let me watch your face while you watch this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So See, this is one of those things where I, I've said before how I really hate the the phrase. Well, that certainly was a movie. I, it's it's uncreative, and people say it too much. But I'll say something that's similar for this. This was the most movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's out of all the movies I've seen, <laughs> this is this. The most. This is movie. This is pure unfiltered movie. This, this is why go even more movie beyond. Best. So, uh, for every piece of shit movie we have to see for this show, you just stumble across something like this, and it's like, oh, this is just an incredible art form. Every <laughs> single time, you know, we, you know, once in a while we'll come across a movie that you know we we don't have as much a th- to say about it as we thought. Like the Snowman kind of biffed it, but uh, you know, one thing actually ties in all the movies together is that they all have at least one ridiculous fucking name: Baker Dill, Harry like, Hole. This had. 
big stars in it, like, there were many, 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 many opportunities for someone to go, hey, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, this had to go through... This wasn't some indie thing made for, like, $100,000 with a couple friends. Like, this is probably months and months from scripting to locations to casting, like... And no one was like, what the fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> this movie shouldn't exist. But it does, and I will cherish it as long as I'm alive. Alright, uh, any other final thoughts? This movie almost makes it worth having to have sat through Howard the Duck and Aquaman <laughs> and countless other movies. Because I mean, my good friends wanted me to. <laughs> only just begun. <laughs> it's so good. Please watch this. If you got this, this, this far and we haven't convinced you yet, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, seriously, you gotta watch it. All right, I can't uh, imagine anyone who listens to this show not wanting to see Serenity right now. Yeah, they're both going to see it. Anyway. <laughs> hurts every time. I guess on to the final game of games. Three thirty in the fucking <laughs> Well, Catward. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, here's what we have to say. People. Celebrate People. the lions. Come on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about the New England Patriots. You know, it, it's wonderful that you finally get the little guys at a championship. You know, Boston fans have suffered a long time. It's been 99 days since our last championship parade. And the town, you know, this is a blue-collar town. These are where the people really work. It's like the ordinary salt of the earth, you know, people. They build up their empires brick by brick. And finally, their sports teams. We're one of the rare American cities where we put a lot of, you know, you can kind of judge a city by its pride in its sports team. And Boston's really one of those. And for a guy like Tom Brady to, you know, come from behind and win his sixth ring, Bill Belichick to help him around, it was fantastic. It was just, I love seeing a good defensive struggle. It was one of my favorite Super Bowls. I just love this team. I love the guys. I'm just really glad that they did it the right way, and there were no cheaters like Lane Johnson on their team this year. Clearly you didn't love him enough to pick him, because you're a coward. Old bandwagon I'll never Chris, get over right in the I'll never train. fucking... Ugh. Oh, Tom Brady's so old, I don't think he can do it again against the brain genius no, Sean McVay. I didn't Vase. say that. I did, first of all, I didn't oh, say that. Brain. I never actually, comma, parentheses, close quote. Continue. I didn't say your piece. <laughs> say your piece, fair weather fan. Only going to the parades when it's convenient. Oh, the Rams are going to win. I'm going to double down on it. I'm putting them in the grinder, you said. <laughs> That's what I heard. I was there. Words. In this little game, he, I am the rules. So He was the neutral third party and also the rules. And also wants bigger hands. <laughs> oh, man. Just the idea of Pepe no hands in a business suit carrying around a fish tracker. <laughs> so, uh... Pepe no fish? Chris, uh, sorry, not Chris. Alex, did you, uh, did you factor in the fact that I won the national anthem bet? I did. Oh. Got your, uh... In fact, I generously gave you an extra 30 minutes for that. Uh, and I'm the grand totals... Content, drum roll, please. 
Alex has 1,407 minutes. That's correct. You hate to see that. Chris has negative 117 minutes. <laughs> Oops. Parker has 723 minutes. That's plenty. I'm going to be really busy over the next several days, so we don't have to do anything. So, yeah, that's uh, fine. Weeks yeah. was what you meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember, there's still all of the that content for me to add in from the regular season game of games. So, luckily, Chris has some hours with which to cover this up. But just just know that there there are minutes out there floating about. That's in the floating. ether. There are things to be assigned with these minutes. Floating Thanks. like a fucking bird in Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> He's never come over land before. I thought it was, it was a pterodactyl. Was on a fishing pole. It was just sitting there, not flapping its wings. <laughs> oh fuck! Come on! Come on! The harbinger of bird team championships to come. <laughs> so, uh, a question about the Super Bowl: uh, What was your favorite Rams player or uh, uh, Lions player? Uh, Matt Patricia's defense really <laughs> put it together. You know, it was his guys. <laughs> like the Noid. And also those twins, I guess. It was very generous of the Super Bowl champion Lions to just donate Kyle Van Doy to the Patriots. <laughs> I don't know anyone who gets matter about That's Kyle why they're Van co-champions. Co-champions. <laughs> Back-to-back co-champion lines. <laughs> I hope they three-peat next year. <laughs> three-peat. <laughs> I added in the regular season game of games minutes. I guess we can just oh, use God. the official minutes counts from now on. So Chris, you have 843 to work with, and Parker has 1103. Oh, I hate to see it. Oh, I love seeing this shit. Alright, uh... I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of a lot. For all Go of ahead, us. assign me something. Just do uh, it. No, I'm not gonna assign you anything until you watch all of Avatar. Okay, we I, started it. That's good. Now that we're not fucking overnight again, <laughs> I can actually Well, have unfortunately you're sick, so... Oh man, I guess I'll just have to sit on the couch, drink obscene amounts. Medicine and just watch cartoons. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I'll manage. And uh, hopefully, really your sister excited. can get your PS3 cables too, so you can play Silent Hill. Same as these. I'm really excited for Parker to let me know about this M Night movie. Which M Night movie? <laughs> Avatar, right? No, okay. <laughs> See, that's like almost half the reason I want to do uh, Shyamalan Month is because that movie is actually his worst movie. But you can just decide. No, you, no. Have the, you have the minutes. No, 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 you have to watch it. Uh, actually, Parker, <laughs> I thought of something that you might want to assign me. I already had something to assign you, but go. Oh, uh, Let's hear it. It, was, it. it might be the same thing. It's the Suspiria, the 2018 version. Oh, yeah, that was absolutely going to assign that to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, Suspiria, 2018. And it's like two and a half hours, so you can just cut out a huge chunk of that time. Okay. Side note, I told them, like, hey, please don't stream because it fucked up. <laughs> Oh, the internet last week. So they're watching Suspiria 2018 for the third time right now. Uh, apologies to them in the other room. Yeah, they'll be fine. Content comes first. <laughs> or if you're Matthew McConaughey, it never comes at all, and that's how you win. I just walk out, kick down the door, shut off the TV. I win. <laughs> Why did you do that? 
Well, you see, I am the rules. <laughs> Let me tell you about the ratio. <laughs> I'm getting close to an Ed Orgeron accent. Okay, I will be watching uh, Suspiria 2018. Any other assignments? I'm going to hold mine for now, because I really wasn't yeah. prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, let's... i just been thinking about Serenity this whole time. I don't want to waste Ed's business right? movies. Serenity is what... what? This is... Oh, boy. What a fucking movie. So, uh, my assignment to all was... of our listeners, if you made it this far, and you have not seen Serenity yet, shame on you. Go see it. Because as much as we described it, we're still not doing it justice. Yes. Speaking of justice... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what are we doing next? Oh, buddy. You and I and our friend Alex, we're all going to take a trip to visit our friend Liam Neeson, who, as you know, uh, no issues uh, with race. Yeah, that's uh, it's the normal guy. None. Well, I had a great time recording, but unfortunately now I have to go back to my job as his publicist. Let me see if I've missed anything over the last couple days. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh... We are absolutely seeing the Liam Neeson Snowplow Revenge movie. Next week's episode, <laughs> Snow Day. Uh, <laughs> I saw that in theaters. I also saw that in theaters, buddy. Same. No, we were uh, sitting next to each other, I'm sure. I'm All so right, happy uh, that we, it was yet another movie we shared that has Smash Mouth songs the climax. <laughs> Alright. I uh, might watch Snow Day. <laughs> right I'm thinking back. about it. Just loading up Liam on snowplow movies. Movie. Liam, Liam Neeson snowplow. What's it called? Cold Pursuit. Yeah, oh God, buddy. Actually, that sounds right. <laughs> All right, Cold Pursuit. It is. I'm actually stoked. Same. <laughs> I'm seeing it before so work tonight. I'm so ready. Oh, it's got Laura Dern. <laughs> Fucking Cold Pursuit. It's such a good title. <laughs> Like the poster alone, with that car just stuck on the top of that tree. Yeah, I was in before I saw. I didn't see the trailer till like before Serenity, <laughs> but I was already in just off the premise and the poster. It's a Liam Neeson snowplow movie called Cold Pursuit. I don't yeah. need a trailer turns, for that. But also, I saw the trailer is, and yeah, it turns, out, turns out my brain is incredibly smooth. And you show me that poster, and I'll clap and kick my feet and go one <laughs> ticket, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that trailer before fucking Robin Hood. Oh, man. I wanna... Boy, I forgot you saw Robin Hood on your own for some yep. reason. <laughs> oh, I might have to take uh, Rebecca to see this one, too. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week with uh, Cold Pursuit. I am the rules. <laughs> I am the ocean master. Hey, 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 Fritz, your key fits nicely. My body opens to your touch So ring my bell and just entice me I need you loving all so much Cause he's wild and baby when he aims he hits She says she loves